This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Elite Life Optimization Coach Ryan Nidell, and today is Wellness Week, day number four. As I go back in my mind across the previous three days, we've covered some really impactful things, and today will be no different. Right, day number one, we spoke about resting metabolic rate, some of the fraudulent things that are happening inside of the coaching industry, people handing you diets without knowing how many calories you actually need to burn for lifelong success. Day number two, we got into eating for your blood type and what that has meant to me personally. And that just because you understand the macronutrient breakdown of your body doesn't mean that brown rice and chicken is going to work for you. There's plenty of blood types where that's not the most efficient. Day three, we jumped into hormones, what they are inside your body, how to maximize them, and what you can do with them going forward. So I feel like it's only appropriate now to discuss exercise. Yes, the crazy E-word of exercise. And as I bring this up, when is the last time you yourself physically exerted yourself? Now, men, don't kid yourself. The bedroom doesn't count. It also doesn't count sitting down and standing up on the toilet in the morning. Those are not physical exertions. I don't care how much of a superstar you are. I'm literally talking about breaking a sweat in a conscientious manner based off intentionality of altering your body. And that's what we're going to cover today. And I'm going to cover some things that are basic for everyone, period. So that would include you. I'm going to start with the idea of cardio, right? Just that very word makes me cringe inside. Like, I don't want to do cardio. I don't love cardio. But it can be a necessary tool if you'd like to change your body composition into something that suits you more than your current body composition. Now, granted, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you realize that I box every morning. And every morning's a little misnomer five days a week. And boxing in itself is certainly a cardiovascular workout. I am soaked from head to toe when I step out of the ring. But I understand that you might not want to box. And maybe going to the gym is not your, your cup of tea. I don't blame you. I go through periods of, like, of that in my life as well. So let's talk about cardio that can be done outside. Don't even need to buy a treadmill. Right, as you think about it, right, most people that do cardio, if you go to the average gym in the U.S., or you look outside your house right now, and you look at the people, what are they doing on the sidewalk? They are walking. And if you go to the gym, what are most people doing on the treadmill? They are holding the handrails on the side or the rail up front, and they are walking. Now, don't get me wrong. If you are sedentary in nature and you sit all the time and you've never done any sort of physical activity, walking is certainly a step in the right direction. However, that is referred to as steady state cardio. Hop on a treadmill, press a button and says two and a half miles an hour, and you just walk and say, I'm going to do this for 30 minutes. You get done like, yep, that was a good workout. I'm done for the day. And you go home. You're not sweaty. You're not tired. You're not sore at all. You just claim that you worked out because you walked. I've got news for you, my friend. It's not really a workout. Not at least with the way that I classify it. So now that I presented a problem, let me present you with a possible solution. What if you took that same 30 minutes 
And maybe running is not your thing. And you cringe to think of what it would be like to sprint. But what if for one moment you crank the treadmill up to something that made you uncomfortable? Right? If we're walking this imaginary two miles an hour, what if you turn it up to four and a half? A brisk jog, perhaps. And you do that for 15, 20, 25 seconds. Like, oh gosh, I'm going to fall off. And so you press the down button. You slow it back down to two miles an hour. And you slow down to two miles an hour for the next two minutes. You're like, all right, I caught my breath. I'm going to go again. And you push that button. You take it up to four and a half. And you do that for 30 seconds. Then you drop it back down to two. And you keep going back and forth and back and forth. This is referred to as high-intensity interval training. You might ask yourself, well, why would somebody want to do that? That sounds like purgatory. I still agree with you, but they want to do it for a simple reason. First, let's look at body types. Perhaps you've seen the Boston Marathon before. Just perhaps. And at the end, the man or woman that finishes first typically is very, very, very slender has very low to no body fat, but also has very low to no muscularity. If that's the look you're going for, steady state cardio will be perfect for you. Just go out and run long distances for a long period of time. That can create some major breakthroughs. But for most of us, in my opinion, we're looking for something a little more athletic in nature. So I look at someone like Usain Bolt, someone like Carl Lewis, Someone like Michael Johnson, like those 100-meter sprinters, those 200-meter sprinters that had nice capped shoulders, had some biceps and some triceps, had some quads that were pouring, pulling apart their track suit, their track pants. Looked very lean, looked very svelte, but they were just tight everywhere. They had muscle. That's what I'm going for. If that's the look you're going for, it's because they sprint, right? It's max exertion. You know, with how quick they are, the max exertion is nine seconds or so. But let's assume they're probably sprinting consistently in their training workouts 200 meters, twice as far. They're conditioning their body to go twice as far. And then let's say they're walking or jogging the next 200. And it's sprint 200, walk or jog 200. But in a way that keeps your heart rate elevated. All of these things can be done outside in your neighborhood. Sprint as far as you can until you're out of breath. And then start to just go, right? Start to, start to jog or, or brisk walk. If you're someone that's fortunate enough to have a gym membership, the one thing that you must stop doing today, you must stop holding the handrail on the treadmill or the elliptical. Well, the elliptical is a little different, right? Because you're using the handles, but certainly on the step mill. And then you look at the caloretic counter, right? Because we all do. How many calories have I burned? It's nowhere near what it says because you're cheating, you're cheating yourself, you're cheating the numbers, you're cheating the machine because you're holding on, taking load off your body. Suck it up, buttercup. You want a different body, you're going to have to do something different. But let me pivot, right? I'm not a cardio person. I say that I own it and I truly mean it. I love to work out. I love to lift weights. It's exciting to me. But you yourself might not be in a fiscal position to afford a gym membership or don't have the time to go to the gym. I understand, my friend, truly. There have been times in my life where I was not able to afford the gym membership. I still had one because I was ignorant, but that's a different story for a different day. I would like to propose something to you. What if you pulled up a video on YouTube? It said, proper squat form without weight. 
and you realize that your, your feet are supposed to be just slightly wider than shoulder width, with your toes just slightly angled out, you squat down, engaging your glutes, pushing your hips back, keeping your upper back tight, engaging your core, and trying to spread your feet apart as you go down. You go down to a level that's just about parallel, and instead of exploding up, you just keep squeezing on the way up. And you do 50 consecutive reps of that. How different would you feel? You don't know because you've probably not done it before. I'm going to encourage you to try it. And after that, right, that's a lower body exercise. What if we did some push-ups? What if you did 50 push-ups? And I know that's a lot. It's going to take multiple reps. You might even have to have your knees on the ground. But if you hop on YouTube and look up push-up variations, there's ones with your hands close for your triceps, one with your arms really far apart for, for pectoral muscles, ones with them kind of neutral that's more shoulder and pec. There are multiple different variations that don't require you to go to the, to the gym. Then we'll take abs. right? Let's get some core. Let's get some midsection engaged. Do another 50 sit-ups, right? Put your feet up on a couch, your back on the ground. Do crunches with your legs elevated. Do them with your legs flat, right? The thing is not to worry about moving your upper back to your knees, but to take the top part of your abs and try to have them touch the lower part. Contraction, contraction, contraction. Everything you should be doing as a weightlifting exercise, unless you are an elite performance athlete, should be focused around contraction, Contraction is the eccentric motion. Concentric motion is contraction. Eccentric motion is where the muscle is being elongated once again and is actually where the majority of hypertrophy or muscle growth exists. If you're a little more advanced than either one of these things and you want to get into hypertrophy and how to maximize that, explore the concept of time under tension. And that if you can consistently keep a load on your muscle for somewhere between 45 and 55 seconds, Without ever putting, like we'll talk about curls, right? Your arm never goes all the way down and stops and never comes all the way up and stops. It's always engaged top to bottom with fairly equal eccentric and concentric movements. You'll see just how little you're actually able to lift. You will recruit a deeper level of muscle fiber and from that standpoint, you will burn more calories, which is what going to the gym is all about. And let's even say for some reason that you don't want to do any of these. I also understand that. I have gotten much more into functional training lately. And functional training for me still requires a little tool here and there. So go to a local Dick's Sporting Goods or Walmart, wherever it would be. Go to the Sporting Goods section. They're going to have something there called a kettlebell. It's this heavy ball with a handle on the top. You can do different exercises with it. Find something that feels a little uncomfortable but not too heavy. Then do some research online about kettlebell exercises. With an average 10, 15-pound kettlebell, you can put your body through the absolute paces that will elicit a sweat out of you, which is what we need every day. You need to sweat. Sweating increases metabolic propensity. Sweating increases mitochondria efficiency. Sweating is something that is good for you. Then if you really want to get extreme... There's something that I have absolutely loved lately, which is steel mace training, just like it sounds, S-T-E-E-L-M-A-C-E. And it is about a three and a half foot metal pole with a weighted ball on the top. 
And what this metal ball does is it completely alters the strength curves that most of us have. It's incredibly different from what we actually are used to feeling. Right? You swing it back and forth over your head. You can do squats with it. You can do grave diggers with it. There's all types of exercises. But what happens is because the weight is offset, meaning it weighs more on one side than the other, it initiates an entire different kinetic chain than you might be accustomed to. And kinetic chain, in case you're curious, is the order in which muscles fiber to make an action happen. So to, we'll say, take a step and run, you're going to have a kinetic chain that has to fire from your ankle up through your midsection to your right arm, right? It's actually the whole, the whole thing. Across the board, these can be done anywhere, anytime. The steel mace, I have a set of four in my house, way more than my wife wants me to have. But if you just bought one, it would put, sit in your average coat closet. The kettlebell is less space than a pair of shoes. The doing the air squats, the push-ups, and the sit-ups require no space whatsoever. And to go outside and increase cardiovascular activity by doing sprints, right? We're going to do high-intensity interval training because it's more efficient at burning fat. Those things will start to change your body composition. In addition to making sure you're eating the right amount of calories. In addition to eating the right type of food for your body. In addition to maximizing your hormone efficiency. These are the secrets, my friend, and the secrets are free. These are things that if you just apply Wellness Week for the next 30 or 45 days, take a picture on day one, take a picture on day 45 and send it to me, I will gladly have you as a guest on the podcast for The Biggest Loser. Because this stuff is sustainable then. These are things you can do for the rest of your life. And the good news is when you have these things that are complementary that you can do in nature anywhere, your excuses become zero. And when your excuses become zero, you'll be able to find out very quickly that you can always get shit done.